What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. She asked me what you call that peacock fan Debbie was holding, and now I'm nervous she's ordering one for herself. It's the <laughs> one and only Teresa. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? Talk about packing priorities, that you have limited space, and you're like, well, I definitely need the peacock fan. If there's one thing I need, it's the peacock fan. I mean, imagine a place without any air conditioning. I could not. So that's why she brought the fan. I just didn't know you call it a fan. I thought there is a fancier word for it because we do have a word for it in Czech. You know what? And it's way fancier than a fan. There may be a, a hand fan. There may be. That's not that fancy. No, it's not. You may be right. This is what the royals used to do. We just came back from France. France. That's what the other kings and queens did at Versailles. How unroyal, though, to have to fan yourself. I know. Well, that's the 21st century, but... I'm looking up hand fan. Well, oh, yeah, hand fan. I think it's called a hand fan. That's horrible. Yeah. Takes away from the fanciness. I would say so. Uh, fan. Seen this. Uh-huh. No mm-hmm. pun intended. Guys, if we sound a little bit different, and to me it sounds a little bit different. It, it sounds a little bit different. <laughs> there's two things going on here. First of all, we are in a cavernous hotel room. What does cavernous mean? It's like a coven? Cab, like a cave. Oh. Cavernous. Oh. Um, it is a loft-style hotel room mm-hmm. on the 16th floor of a hotel in Atlanta. And outside of our window, there's quite the storm going on. So stormy. But inside, we're pretty far away from each other. I know. That's also different. I think that might be adding to the the sound difference. Because normally we're pretty close to each other. Maybe we hear each other's voices. Now I'm just hearing you, I feel like, through the microphone. I, I know. I like it. Oh. I okay. also have different headphones on. That's true. So... I guess it sounds extra different for me. Yeah. But we're we're in ATL. We're all over the road. We get back from Europe and now we're in Atlanta. You can't, you can't pin us down. You can't pin us down, Teresa. No, you cannot. Now we got things to do, people to see. And so here we are in Atlanta. But of course, priorities, 90 Day Fiance. And woo, was this a, was this a finale episode? Because proposals goodbyes it felt like a finale no but i think let's say when it comes to jen and rishi i think she's gonna go back i think she'll go back for sure um when it comes to mahmoud and nicole i hope she doesn't go back i hope she runs (laughs) (laughs) i hope she runs yeah uh not good not good yeah well you're right it was an interesting episode when it comes to all these Emotions and reproposals. The reproposals, right? Reproposals. Maybe because we didn't see the actual proposals. Because they were over the phone. Yeah, the producers were like, "Well, we need something to film here. Why don't you repropose?" Because what the what the heck is a reproposal? I know it sucks. I almost understand the renewal of the vows, like Stacy and Florian. I almost understand. Let's renew the vows because we did it. In COVID times, we yeah. did it in our apartment in Middletown. I get that, but like a, re- a proposal, I guess people dream of big proposals. So I guess you could redo it if yours was a Skype proposal. Yeah, I think I think Rishi proposed in person, actually. That's right. So he re-propo- reproposed in person. Yeah. But like for Chris and Jamie, I guess this makes sense. Nothing about this relationship makes sense. And I, uh, they shouldn't have proposed once. They definitely shouldn't have proposed twice. But we'll get there. We'll get there real quick. A little bit of housekeeping, quick housekeeping. We're on Instagram at Married Reality Pod. Message us there. Check out the memes. We share news, all sorts of things on Instagram at Married Reality Pod. Also, make sure you check out the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Married to Reality great time over there and follow us right here right here wherever you're listening spotify apple TuneIn, stitcher so easy to do you look down you smash that follow button guys 
smash it like it's as hot as the glamping because that was pretty nice. In my mind, I thought you were either going to go peacock fan, but we already addressed Mm -hmm. that. I thought glamping or I thought donkey riding. Oh, that wasn't donkey. That was camel. Camel riding. Camel. That would have been good. Get my animals mixed up. Uh, Doesn't she ride a donkey later in the season? Yeah, she's going to fall off a donkey. I I was waiting for her to fall off this one. But yeah, okay. So smash like it's as hot as glamping. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, if you haven't left a review, if you could do that, we would greatly appreciate it. Yes. And speaking of reviews. You have one. I have one to read right now. Share, Jonathan. Share. This one comes to us from our friend, Balthony. Hello, Balthony. Balthony says five stars. Love it. Wonderful couple and chemistry. Love it even more. They write, (laughs) I love the rapport between the hosts and their unique approach to the craziness that is the 90 Day Fiance universe. Give it a listen and you will not be disappointed. I love it, love it, love it. Thank you, Balthony. Thank you, Balthony. (laughs) Balthony is an interesting name. I feel like that's how you would pronounce a balcony in Barcelona would be a, a balcony. Oh, well, yeah. We had a beautiful hotel room in Barcelona. Uh, I had a balcony, um, which was amazing. A little small, but as all things are in Barcelona. <laughs> we, love, we love a good Barcelona joke. Uh, so thank you. Oh, that was a good one. Thank you, balcony. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Should we do it? Should we do a little 90 day, by the way? This is, this is a smidge. This is maybe. All right. This is, you know. Don't don't expect fireworks from this 90 day, by the way. Uh, we've been traveling a lot and there's just been it's been a slow news week. Well, I told you about the one that one of our friends shared with us. I was going to say, don't you dare take credit for Dahlia's, by the way. Well, I'm taking credit for telling you. OK. But thank you, Dahlia. Yeah. Uh, by the way, number one. Thanks to Dahlia for this. This is a little Darcy and Stacy, by the way. Ooh. OK. So matchmaker Michelle, we all know matchmaker Michelle. I think she's feeling the heat of her appearance on Darcy and Stacey. Oh, yeah. She, uh, if you didn't watch the season, well, first of all, watch the season. Okay. If you didn't watch this episode, though, she, she told it to Darcy straight. She gave it to her straight. Oh, your clothing is out of control. You get too drunk on the dates. She just, she was really taking the piss out of Darcy. Yeah, guys, you have to watch Darcy and Stacy because it's amazing. And then come over to the Patreon and listen what we have to say. Yes, yes. We won't give away all our thoughts here on this, by the way. But I think after that episode aired, she was getting a lot of hate. And Ooh. let's not forget, she's a matchmaker. She makes her money off this type of feedback mm-hmm. and this type of professionalism. And so I think she was feeling the heat and felt, what do I do? I'm in trouble. So she takes to Instagram and she records this six minute video, basically defending herself and all of her comments. And she goes on to say like, oh, well, everything I told Darcy about her appearance and her approach, it wasn't my opinion. That was actually Cicero. I was just telling her what Cicero said. And so she's not trying to take credit for these thoughts. But it's good that she doesn't apologize for it because then I would be like, all right, well, you're saying you did a shitty job. You were mean to her. This way, at least she's saying, no, I'm standing by what I said. Darcy did not listen to me. This is what the date was telling me about her. And I was just trying to help. I wasn't yeah. trying to be necessarily harsh. I was just trying to be real. You're right. And throughout this entire video, she doesn't apologize for the words, but she does apologize a little bit for her tone and her yeah. approach, which is the right thing to do because her approach was anything but professional. Like it was very petty. Yes, but I think you have to be firm with the sisters, especially with Darcy. Like Darcy lives in a la-la land where she thinks she's 20 and she looks amazing and no matter what she wears or says, but that's not it, right? Like she hired Michelle. Michelle was trying to help her, said, hey, I'm not telling you to wear a sandbag, or a potato bag, but I'm telling sure. you, maybe like cover the boobs. So just try to like keep some 
something a secret yeah, maybe something to the imagination. dial back on the booze when you're meeting someone for the first time have a glass instead of instead of five right mm-hmm. and that she didn't say anything crazy she didn't ask her to change she just said hey let's dial back on certain things if you're looking for a mature partner yeah and darcy didn't listen so yes she, she wasn't totally wrong but she does point the finger at one, editing, saying it's reality TV. They had to edit it. They had to make it fit into an hour so they didn't hear me give Cicero feedback. They only heard me give Darcy feedback. And then she says, well, it it was Cicero. It wasn't me even to begin with. So don't get upset with me. The one thing I will say about this entire video it was filmed in like a restaurant or a mm-hmm. bar. You could hear so much noise behind her. Yeah. You could hear people ordering drinks. If you actually care about what you're saying and you care about your perception and, and the professionalism that you're portraying, don't film it at a lounge. Film it at your office. I guess. It, it, she was trying to bail her business out. To me, this looks bad. I think she just needed a drink while doing this. And That's true. you cannot drink in your office. Well, yeah. Eh. Take the drink and then you put it down yeah, and you film your video. That's just one step closer to being an alcoholic. It so. looked like she filmed it in between speed dates. And she may and she, probably have, did. she may have. Maybe she just felt it was the right time to do it. Maybe she was getting a lot of hate messages. So she just decided to talk about it. If you want to see... The video that we're talking about, uh, 90 Day the Melanated Way has it on her Instagram. I don't know if it's anywhere else, but that's where we saw it. So yeah. check it out if you want and, and give it a watch. So by the way, number two. Yes. A little self-promotion. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. primarily because, again, slow news week, not much else to report. But also some big things are happening on the Patreon. Yes. Patreon.com slash Married Reality. And we want to make sure you guys all hear this, whether you are on the Patreon currently or thinking about joining the Patreon because a couple of reminders. Number one, on the Patreon, it's ad-free. Starting at the $3 tier, it's ad-free, okay? Number two, it's housekeeping free. So mm-hmm. you still get the by the ways, but you we take out all the follows on Instagram. Here's the review, right? So you may miss some of the stuff that we talk about and we don't want you to miss that. So let's just put it out here for everyone to hear. The Patreon starting this week Woo. is going to be double the pleasure, double the fun. Okay, Theresa, it's going to not only have Darcy and Stacy, as you said, it's also going to have Seeking Brother Husband. Ooh, I'm super excited about this one. It's going to have Seeking Brother Husband, not at that $3 level. That we said that will that's ad free. You get ad free. You get behind the scenes. You get ten percent off merch. But for the cousins club and the family affair, both of those tiers are going to be getting Darcy and Stacy and seeking brother husband. And in a couple of weeks, when Darcy and Stacy end, here unfortunately, we here we go. We are going to add Loving Paradise season three. You got that right. So again, double the pleasure, double the fun. Yeah. Uh, same price for the Cousins Club, same price for the Family Affair. Family Affair gets video mm-hmm. for all the Patreon. And a monthly bonus. And a monthly bonus. This month we just did Farmer Wants a Wife. Oh my gosh. What a show. Uh, we have to keep watching, guys. We have to keep watching. So just wanted to put that out there for all the current patrons. Buckle up, you're, you're getting an additional show. And if you're thinking about joining the Patreon, now's the time. Because starting this week, you'll be getting... Two shows a week. And let's not forget about us just being nice and happy to do this. We sometimes drop a random bonus for oh. everyone. Oh. It's usually part of Love is Blind. Yeah, we usually, well, we always have for the past couple of seasons, we've been doing After the Author. Yes. Three episodes just here you go. And that's for all the tears. Yeah. So that's coming because we have a new Love is Blind in the yep. town. Yep. So that'll so be. So just, just Buckle come up. over. Buckle, Buckle up. up. Come on over to the Patreon. All right. That is 90 Day, by the way. That's a little self-promotion. Love it. And now let's talk about the reason we're here. Sunday night, 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way, Season 4, Episode 8. Yes. Nicole all right. 
in Mark Mood. Yes, I was gonna start. I was gonna say, let's start with Nicole and Mahmoud. Well, I said it first. I know, but then I was gonna say it, so I wanted to say it too. Well, now we both said it. Now we both said it. <laughs> the we fighting- don't have to fight oh. over this, unlike Nicole and Mahmoud. See, I was gonna say the fighting continues, although this time <laughs> it's finally a different fight. It's a different location yeah. and it's a different fight. And we see the end first, just like fighting in the streets. It makes it so much more dramatic. Yeah, and then it's like dun 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 five hours earlier. It's such an editing decision, too. It's a choice. They could have just started the episode at the pool, but they decided to be like, wait, you're going to want to stick around for this because it gets good. Yeah, because that fight was just ugly. It wasn't. Yeah, this, this was... The straw that broke the camel's back. To use, I think it should be, to use a, a Debbie reference. Do Okay, so five hours earlier, they woke up and they decided to stop arguing because <laughs> it's getting to them. And she's like, let's put all our problems aside and enjoy a nice day. So, <laughs> Mahmoud, if you guys forgot... Heard from his uncle, and his uncle said, "You should teach Nicole how to pray. You can't just expect her to do these things, even though she yeah. conver- even though she converted, right? Even though she signed up for this and, and probably should know all of this before converting. And you she's done this before. You too. can't just expect her to do these things. You, you got to teach her. And, and I think the uncle is right, and Mahmoud agrees. The uncle is right, so he's going to teach Nicole how to pray. And they are so awkward because they're like, "Okay, honey." I want to think, I want to learn how to pray, honey. I love you, honey. Okay, okay, honey. Where do I put this carpet, honey? Like, they're just like hunting each I other. Can't deal with the honey. Nicole gets like the full outfit with the head cover, which mm-hmm. she's okay with for now. Yeah. For the prayer. On her, it looked like a, a giant onesie. It did it look like, like a, a giant onesie. It looked like a giant onesie. Mahmoud was loving it. They, they wash up first. You do the voodoo first mm-hmm. and you you cleanse before the prayer. Yes, then she puts on the covering and Mahmoud teaches her to pray. And whoo! Was Nicole getting turned on when Mahmoud was hitting those prayers? It reminds me when when I light the Hanukkah candles, Teresa, you get a little Oh, I love that. Yeah, Baruch you calm down. I can see you turning red. No, you put your pants back on, Theresa. (laughs) Theresa loves when I lean into the prayer. I love that. You should have seen me. John hates when I try to sing. You should have seen me during my Haftorah. 40 40 minutes of me up at the altar just tearing through a Hebrew prayer, (laughs) not knowing what I was saying at all. I would love that. No, if you learned, that's the thing. And here's the thing. If you learned, then I would be... Pretty happy about it. You're just freestyling, which is <laughs> yeah, minorly offensive. I've never tried to be offensive. It's, I try to keep up. Yes. I would Anyways, say, I may learn. I get your point. Yes. Right? And so Mahmoud is teaching Nicole and she's loving it. She's like, yeah, I, I love when he's devoted to something. Mm-hmm. It's like, Nicole, you know this. Like he does this multiple times a day. It's just you decided to ignore it until literally today. Right. So, oh, Nicole. But anyways, he's like explaining to her why they pray. And he's like, God sent me you as a gift. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, God, you should better return her spouse. (laughs) I hope you you sent the receipt. Otherwise, you're going to be mad at God. Like, what the hell did he send? It's like Nicole is from wish.com that it's like broken. Not good. It wasn't good. Um, But the prayer comes to an end. Things are in a better place. And they think, you know what? Let's go swimming. I was so surprised about this. And it's like, okay, I probably should have looked it up because I don't know where his town is. But Egypt, they have the sea, the Mediterranean Sea. No, like the large sea. Is it the Mediterranean Sea? Oh, I'm not good at seas. I know, yeah, it is the Mediterranean Sea. And so I was like, okay, if they're on the coast, they can just go and swim in the ocean. Mm-hmm. It's a big destination. Like Egypt is a popular 
summer destination for the Czech peeps, even okay. winter because There's it's the hot red, in there. I'm looking it up. I'm not going to pretend like I know. On the east coast is the Red Sea. And then, yes, to the north is the Mediterranean yeah. Sea. Yeah. And But no, they're going to a, a hotel. Going to a pool. Yeah, going to a pool. And first of all, Nicole's kind of joking about wearing a bikini and Mahmoud is like, absolutely fucking not. I know. Like, why, why, absolute, are you, absolutely not. why are you poking the bear, Nicole? You know the ants. Like things are good. And then you have to be like, okay, so I can wear my bikini now. And You can't wear a short sleeve shirt, <laughs> Nicole. Here's the thing. She has a legit question because she's like, okay, I'll wear the burkini. Yes. We've tried it before. And can I just say, I absolutely love that name. Burkini. burkini. I love that name. <laughs> it's like a bikini, but. Yeah, but it's like a, the burka, but a bikini. Yeah. yeah, I love it. And she's like, do I wear anything underneath? Which is a legit question. It's a completely legit question. But Muhammad gets pissed. And this pissed me off because as someone who has and is trying to learn somebody else's culture and you likewise trying to learn American culture, learned enough okay but if you are willing to learn another culture don't you dare get upset when someone has a question yeah if i'm trying to learn the czech culture and i ask a question because i'm actually l- interested in learning don't get mad at me for I that would never you should be like oh wow that you're curious you don't want to offend you're interested you want to get it right yeah no, so this was crazy. Nicole asked, oh, on, an honest question, a good question probably, and it sets Mahmoud off. Yeah, he kind of like walks away and she's like, honey, honey, are you mad? And he's like, no, no, let's go swimming. And this is where I realized that they just argue. Yeah. All the time, no matter what they do, they argue because they jump into the pedicab and they just going to the pool and they just keep arguing. And this makes me double down on my theory that they're not really trying to make this work. They once had a relationship. They applied for 90 Day Fiance. They broke up. Then 90 Day Fiance came knocking and they're like, all right, let's try to make it work or let's pretend we're together. And when you know something's not working, when you know there's no chance, you're not going to try and they're not trying. Well, I would buy that, but the only reason why I'm a little skeptical is that he is from a very strong religious culture. I don't know if they would allow him to just pretend he's married to film something. I don't know. I'm not saying he told his family. I'm saying maybe in his mind, he's fine. In his mind, he's thinking, sure, we can try to make it work. In her mind, she's thinking. I think maybe they talked about like, let's try one more time. Let's. We can be filmed. Let's see. But yes, she definitely doesn't want to be there. And he's trying his best. So I ta- mean, he scored this U.S. hottie. He's mm-hmm. trying to keep her, trying to keep her there. But that's not going to fly. Talk to me about this burkini. Because I honestly don't understand why Nicole is so uncomfortable in it. Also, okay, I get it. The design is kind of old school. She could have just worn a wetsuit. Well, that's what I was going to say. This is very reminiscent of a wetsuit. Yeah, but instead of like having like a Roxy or a Billabong wetsuit, she's wearing this burkini. Right. Now, yeah. granted, I, I guess wetsuits do have... The they do, yeah. Dry suits definitely have the, the head part to what it. What is a dry suit? A dry suit is what you'd wear, I think, if it was like super cold weather or super cold water. Oh. A wetsuit is like, well, you don't want to get a rash. You maybe there's yeah. some things in the in the water. A dry suit is like if you're going in the winter, I think you wear a dry suit. And she literally should have brought a she lives in California. Just she should have swung by a store at the beach, get a nice wetsuit. Yeah. Just roll with that. And I get the oh well, one time we were at the beach and I saw other tourists and they were wearing bikinis and I wanted to wear bikinis. Like you're not a tourist. Yeah. And also look around the pool. There was no one in the bikini. That's why I think I've never been to Egypt, but a lot of my friends have people love Egypt. 
you people usually say to stay, and I talked about it before, to stay within the hotel. That usually the hotel has a beach and all that, mm-hmm. because that's like a judgment-free zone. That's all for tourists. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna look at you. No one's gonna judge you, right? If you step outside, then yes, that's not their culture for people to be promenading in bikinis and drinking. Like that's of not course. it. Yeah. yeah. The whole time I was watching this, I was thinking, man, it's really good. I don't have to wear the European swimsuit when I go to Europe. Like if we went to the beach and your dad was like, well, John, in Europe, we wear Speedos. Not everyone, just my dad. (laughs) Oh, it's just your dad? I mean, I think older generation and I think you're like a younger fit guys. Okay. Well, that's not me. So I'm out. Um, (laughs) So Nicole put on the burkini. It was hysterical, but it it wasn't like the actual swimsuit wasn't funny. It was her face. Oh, yeah. She couldn't have been had a bigger sourpuss on her face if she tried. Oh, I just thought of something. I don't think she could wear uh, a wetsuit because that's tight. Mm. That it has a body silhouette. Like this. That's a good point. This wasn't tight. And I was like, that's going to be so annoying being in the pool with this. That's a good point. Like imagine like I've done it. Like I will, I went to the pool or to the ocean with a t-shirt on because I got burned and I had to put something to cover my body. Yeah. And it's just awkward when it doesn't fit and it's kind of like hanging <laughs> on you wet. I have that shirt. I think it's, is it a Quicksilver shirt? Yeah. It's a swimsuit shirt. No. Yeah. It's a swim shirt. Yeah. It like dries super quickly. Yeah. But I wear it. It's so easy to throw on and not get sunburned. And yeah, but it's a short sleeve and we wear it because true. we burn. I have one too. I know, but they have long sleeve ones for that very yeah. same. And they're they're a little loose. They're a little baggy. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, Nicole, if, pick your battles. And th- this was not a battle worth fighting. Well, again, I don't want to judge the bathing suit. I think when she was wearing the headpiece, that looked a little like in her face. <laughs> that looked like... Okay, I can see you being uncomfortable. But once she took the headpiece off, it's like, yeah. yes, you are in an unfashionable wetsuit. Just deal with it. Yeah, deal with it. So the other issue was that she feels, again, like she's the only one sacrificing. And she wants Mahmoud to compromise. And he says, well, okay, I can. I'll think about it. I'll, I'll figure something out. Yes. And so she jumps into the pool while Mahmoud pushes her kind of. And then he's like, okay, honey, I'm going to take my shirt off so I can swim. She's like, no. And I think now she's starting to play the game like, wait, if I have to cover myself, you have to cover yourself. But he doesn't have to. That's not part of the rules. Right. He's, yes, the customs allow him to go shirtless. It would be an easy compromise to say, all right, I'll keep my shirt on. Yeah. Like that's an easy way to win an argument. But- Sure. She, she's trying to create her own rules as she goes. Yeah. And in the pool for the five to 10 minutes, they were hanging in there. They had fun for the first time ever. Yeah, you're right. For the first time ever, for those 10 minutes, they didn't fight. They were kind of like teasing each other and trying to dive. And I'm like, okay, I can maybe see this. Well, well, spoke too soon. Hard cut. And we see... The Nic- five hours later. Yeah, five hours later. We see Nicole and Mahmoud running through the resort fighting. And I don't totally understand what happened here. It's like, mm. well, all day it was pretty good. I was working to make Mahmoud happy. But then we were changing out of our swimsuits and the cameras weren't rolling. And Mahmoud said something passive aggressive and it set me off. It's like, huh? Everything was so good. And the, the littlest thing set set you off? Yeah. They, we all know that they're not going to make it. They're not going to make it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know what happened exactly. But once again, they're fighting again. I think it was, to use my previous analogy, a straw that broke the camel's back. Because she just goes, you're always picking. You're always picking at me. Leave, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. I think she just, it was one too many things after a day of her trying to appease him. It's like, how dare you? Yeah, but it basically ends with, 
he's sitting in this cafe, Mahmoud comes, they chat, they fight, he walks away and he texts her, if you're not in this Uber with me, we're getting a divorce. He and, goes, Nic- and Nicole's sitting back. He goes, I'll wait five minutes and if you don't come, we'll divorce. Which is how I feel every time you go to the bathroom at a restaurant. I'm like, I'll wait five minutes. And if what are you, you talking about? Like, what is she doing in there? I never go. Excuse me? I never do number two in a restaurant. What are you talking about? Every time. Well, that's good because every time you go to the bathroom in a public place, somebody walks in on you. <laughs> that's very true. Teresa, uh, her kryptonite is public bathroom locks. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've heard, ah! <laughs> or she comes out and tells me, "Well, somebody walked in on me." I'm like, I, I think this is your, airplanes I, too. I think this is your fetish. What are you talking about? Wait, did it happen this time going to Europe? No, I was. I didn't want to walk on anyone, and someone like closed the bathroom wrongly, so it appeared that someone's oh, in yeah. there. So I was waiting outside, and then the flight attendant walked by, and I could see the door wasn't locked perfectly. So I was like. I just didn't want to pull, I just didn't want anyone to feel like I do. Yeah. So I didn't even try. Yeah. It's That's happened why to you. Whenever I go to the bathroom, I lock the door, but I still like, do I'm you? ready. No, Teresa, I'm do ready. You? Do you? I mean, I sometimes forget. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you're in a rush. But I always, I'm always prepared for someone to walk in. So I'm always like, my hand is ready to like shut it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, On that note, I think we should take a quick break. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about one of my favorite couples. Oh, yeah. We'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. How's it going in Atlanta? It's going pretty good. I think the storm has died down a little bit. Yeah, I'm sad. I love watching the storm. I would like when we go to sleep. It I is, know, right? we put on the artificial. I know. We put on the artificial. <laughs> Imagine him in the real deal. The real thing? Can we tell our friends about our newest Alexa <laughs> obsession? Guys. And because we're in a hotel room and there's no Alexa around, I think, <laughs> I think we're safe. Guys, if you have Alexa at home, tell her, Alexa, fart. <laughs> and just go, just, just wait for it. Sit back and it's, enjoy the show. It's out of control. We had to figure out the formula. Yeah. I think uh, we were, I did eventually. We were blowing it at first. Yeah, we're like, Alexa. I think we were like, Alexa, make fart noises. Yeah. And then she was like, now. And then we were like, Alexa. Um, fart. Fart. And, <laughs> and then she did. And then. <laughs> She's like. <laughs> and then. Did, she turns into a kid. Like normally <laughs> she is so serious. Uh-huh. She's like, the weather is 72 degrees. Or she's, you know. But she's like, oh, okay. And then she farts. And then she, and we're not even like, we don't even like fart humor, really. But no. <laughs> for some reason, this was so hilarious. And she has all these different types of farts. <laughs> and she'll be like, this was a, a silent fart. This was a loud fart. Yeah, I hate the silent fart because nothing happens. Doesn't it? But then she got real weird. She's like, <laughs> she would make the noise and she'd go, ooh, that was an eggy fart. <laughs> I'm like, what is an eggy fart? She's and then like, that's the fart that smells like rotten eggs. And then she goes, Do you want me to fart? Do you want me to fart 34 times in a row? And we're like, Yes. And she did. And then she goes, Do you want to hear Anna? 34 times. Do you want to hear animal farts? And we're like, obviously. And she goes, moop. It's unbelievable, guys. I know, guys we're, I know we're children, but... We are such children, but we had a kick out of it last night. Oh, it's good. All right. So again. Speaking of... What are we talking about? Speaking of craziness, let's talk about Chris and Jamie. Yeah. So Chris, day five, Chris is finally feeling better. And she is happy that Jamie didn't run away and was taking care of her when she felt... Bad, and she said, "I haven't felt this bad in a long time." Which maybe I don't. I don't want to say it's good, but maybe Jamie seeing her at her worst sure. can give you can give her an idea of like, okay, this is how bad it can get, but hopefully not all the time. Did you see what Chris had when she was in bed? No. Uh, some some food, some bedside cheese, and I think I could be wrong, 
looked like a giant glass of whiskey. Really? Uh-huh. That's the little grandpa's yeah. medicine. Right okay. There. That's what I think. But things are going well. Jamie wants to know, what about Court? Can't forget about that rare motorcycle. Ooh. What's the deal with Court? And Chris says, well, I think they found a way to do it without me there. So, good news. Great news. Great news. That means we can go glamping. And glamping to celebrate their one-year anniversary. And this was an eye-opener for me because I thought they were talking online longer. Oh, no. And they literally said, one year ago, we met online. Yeah. No, I think that's what I thought. Really? Um, Yeah. So, (laughs) Chris slaps on her neck brace (laughs) and hits the road. And someone needs to give her like a, someone needs to take her shopping. Jamie, Jamie usually dresses pretty well. Jamie, please take her shopping. Yeah. Enough with whatever she wears. Enough. It's actually better than it has been. Do you remember what she wore on the plane? Well, that was just out of control. This, I think she's stepping up her game. Um, So they get to the the glamp grounds and the setup was like a New York City rooftop bar in the winter. Yeah. With like a bed in the middle of it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I'm going to call a little BS on this storyline here though, because what I heard was they get there and Chris goes, Jamie, go check in. Right. Didn't she go? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then Chris goes to the tent. Yeah. Usually you have to check in before you can go to the tent. To know which tent yes. is yours. Yeah. So I'm, I'm calling a little BS here. But Chris walks into the bubble, whips off her neck brace, <laughs> and she's ready to get to business. She's got a little something up her sleeve. Yeah. So she's going to be proposed in person, which is kind of sweet. But so <laughs> classic, classic romantic move. She's spending marry me with rose petals. Why don't you spell it in Spanish? Because then we wouldn't have the comedy of <laughs> Jamie walking in and Chris goes, eh, can you read in English? <laughs> read in English. Read the flowers in English, Jamie. Jamie's like, marry uh, me, uh, marry me again. <laughs> and then Chris, who seconds ago was in a neck brace, barely able to move, Pops down onto one knee. And it's like, so, will you marry me? Yeah. So Jamie says yes. Woohoo, no surprise. They're already engaged. But Jamie kind of like jumps at her and starts hugging her neck while she's still down on her knee. Yeah. Uh what happened to your pain? I know this whole thing is a little right? a little, a little peculiar. A little, a little suspicious. A little suspicious. Uh so yeah, they start making out. The dog was like humping the bed. And Chris had a ring, which was very nice. Jamie was very happy about that. Jamie was a little confused. She's like, well, she's asked me a bunch of times already, but I guess she wanted to make it formal. Yeah, I get that. But to make it formal, formal and celebrate, they're going to have a little dinner in the bubble. Oh, yes. More like a... (laughs) <laughs> this was definitely all the vegans should close their eyes because this was just like straight up meat platters. I had to close my eyes. You you ate blood sausage, by the way. I did not. Oh, you did. When did I eat blood sausage? I'm pretty sure in Spain and possibly in Czech. No. Oh, yeah. I ate rattlesnake sausage. No, you ate blood. I ate blood sausage somewhere recently. I don't think should I should you have to? I don't think I would. No, you would. All right. I, I'll ate tell sna- you I ate snails, so maybe. Di- dip it in ketchup. Okay. Protein's protein. Um, so they're there. They're having dinner. They're talking about the wedding. The wedding planner called Jamie the other day and wants to know who's coming. Who's going to be at this wedding? Chris, is your family going to be there? Well, Star will not miss this. <laughs> Star will be there. Why did she name her children Star. I have so many more questions besides why would you Maybe name she likes Ringo Star. That's what you said the first time. I think it's a good <laughs> shout. I think it's a good shout. So Star's going to be there. Jamie's not going to have family there. And it's a sad reason. Her family doesn't know 
She's a lesbian. Hold on, guys. I'm getting this flash flood warning on my phone. Oh, boy. Hold on. I'm trying to oh not make it beep. How do you how do you deal with these? Let me see. Show me your phone. Uh, you just try to swipe up. I try. Hold on. Oof. Okay. What happened to your iPad? Why can't you use that anymore? Because I took notes on my phone and it oh. didn't fully connect. So all of a sudden I'm looking and I'm like skipping couples. Got it. So I'm back to my phone. Okay. Back to Jamie, whose family doesn't know that she's in a relationship with a woman. She thinks, okay, maybe mom has an idea because she's on Facebook and there's there's photos, but they've never talked about it. Yeah. Like her family basically doesn't know that she's a lesbian and, and she doesn't feel like coming out to them now. Well, because she goes, my mom is homophobic. Oh, uh, that's which sad. It's so sad because- the only way Jamie would know this is because she's heard her mom make comments about other people. Yeah. And while she's sitting there or whatever, and she goes, oh, shit. Okay, that's how my mom feels. So she's not comfortable telling her family. So she's not going to have her family at this wedding. Which is very sad. But Chris understands and says, well, I also took my time to tell my mom. And after I did, I wish... I wish I told her yeah. earlier because it went good. Yeah. But she, again, she took her time as well, not knowing. So yeah. she understands that coming out is just on everyone's timeline. Like you cannot push it or force it. Yeah, every situation yeah. Is, is different. Yeah. So let's see. Chris obviously wishes Jamie would tell mom before the wedding, but she's not going to be mad if she doesn't. Yeah, it's... Yeah, let's leave it at this. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next couple. They're back. We took a break from yeah, them last week. Yeah, took a long break from Danielle and Johan. So Danielle's in New York City. She's been there for a month. She was waiting for the school year to end. Now she's got to pack her apartment up to head back to the DR. And who packs like this? It what looks do you like, mean? It looks like she went around her apartment and just knocked everything onto the floor and pushed it into the center of the room. It was a disaster. Yeah, it was a disaster indeed. But she, if she lived in that apartment for years, she must have a lot of things. Yeah. Including all the crystals and plants. Yeah. You got to be a little more particular and yeah. specific when you live in New York City. You can't but, just... <laughs> no, you can But I was going to say the deal is to give her keys... To her landlord by tomorrow by 5 p.m. So she has to spend her last night in New York City at a hotel with her 59 suitcases. Yeah, talk about bed packing. She has like 11 suitcases on the bed. I don't, I mean, I would rather probably pack a few large boxes and ship them. You could do like that. Pay for the FedEx. You could do that. Instead of like, here's, here's a big question. How? Did she get the suitcases to the airport and from the taxi to the check-in count? Like, how? Well, you, you stack up. Have you ever see Paul travel to Brazil? She's four or five. I know. Like, she can fit in those suitcases. Also, what is she bringing? Everything. Everything. She's running from the... Uh, the parking police? Yeah. The meter maids? I was going to say the IRS, but sure. That too. Yeah. Um, but just... Every suitcase you have on your bed. Give me flies on the meat over bags on the bed. That was well something else. If she's leaving the hotel room or the apartment, sure. If you're not going to sleep in the bed, you do you. That was at the hotel. I think she's got to sleep in it that night. Oh, it could have been the next disgusting. morning. Disgusting. I don't know. So then we get to her in the DR. Johan's there waiting for her. He found an apartment. He did it on his own. He sent photos to Danielle. He's hoping she's going to like it. Well, I want to see it. But first, we really see that Danielle is such an asshole. Like she is like, okay, well, Johan doesn't have a car. So he always rents a car from his friend. And it's this like smaller sedan, which is fine. But I didn't tell him I'm coming with 10 suitcases. But hey, I'm moving here. He should have figured it out. Yeah, this is so dumb. This what is, are you talking about? I, I would never think that if we said, hey, let's move to Czech 
and you were flying there second, I would never think you're going to bring 10 suitcases. No. I would judge you so hard for not shipping it. Well, there's there's two issues here. One, it's such poor communication. Oh, yeah. Communicate with your fiance and say, hey, I know I normally come with one bag. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing 10 now. So plan accordingly. Two, I'm sure if Johan was moving to the States, he'd probably have two suitcases. Yeah. So he's probably thinking that. Oh, if I was, I, you know, I'd throw some clothes in a bag and, and move. For her to expect that he knows she's coming with 19 suitcases yeah. is is ridiculous. And so this is kind of comical because they're just trying to fit the suitcases in the car and obviously they can. So he straps them on the top of the car. But did he? Because he definitely put them on the roof yeah. of the car. When they cut to inside the car, the windows are up. I don't see any bungee cords uh. or rope. I don't know how they're staying on top. No, there are bungee. Really? Yeah, yeah. There's like this orange one. Oh, there has to be, but I yeah. just didn't no, see. No, there are. But I, I don't believe that Johan came with it. I think some of the producers were like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be a disaster. Like use this. <laughs> um, they could have thrown the suitcases in, in productions. Yeah, vans, but, but that wouldn't be funny. It wouldn't be authentic. now they have a second fight over... Danielle wants to drive because those are her suitcases and she's a better driver. Johan wants to drive because he put the suitcases up and rented the car. And apparently, yes, he doesn't want to get looks. Why are there 11 suitcases on the roof and a woman driving? (laughs) He thinks that looks bad. But it turns into this whole gender argument. Yeah, and Danielle saying something about having a penis doesn't give him power and... Enough. She basically, like, I'm, yeah, I'm all for equality. Dumb. I'm all for equality. But what you're saying, Daniel, exactly, is like you're not saying let's be equal. You're saying, oh, having a penis, like that doesn't give you any power. Like they're just like dumb. Right. She's stereotyping all men the same yeah. way she hates, I'm sure, when people stereotype all women. Oh, yeah. And what frustrates me is where she goes, if Johan thinks patriarchy is going to fly in this relationship, he's got another thing coming. It's like, don't you want to sit on the beach and retire all day and let Johan work? That's, I think that's exactly what she wants. She patriarchy. wants Johan to work somewhere. That's him being yeah. the head of the household and providing. So uh, she's all twisted. I'm pretty sure she's still going to do something. But as she said, she doesn't want to work 15 jobs. Right. As I guess she did in New York. It's easier just to run away from your bills. Yeah. I mean, if you are a teacher and you live in a 4,000 apartment, yeah, you need extra jobs. Here's an idea. If you're a teacher, don't live in a $4,000 apartment. Ridiculous. Danielle. All right. I'm very curious to see the apartment. So hopefully next time. That's true. All right. Let's, let's do Isabel and Gabe. Yes. Isabel and Gabe. Not a lot happened here. We they teased us all the way until we we gonna learn what happens on the next time. But first, they kind of like say good ma- good night to each other at the parents' house because they cannot sleep in the same room. And the reason apparently is dad doesn't like them sleeping together if there are kids. Yeah, in, in eye shot. If the kids can see them sleeping together, dad doesn't like it, which they think is ridiculous because at home. They see us sleeping together, but dad's house, dad's rules. So that's fine. Yeah. And Gabe is kind of just kind of asking Isabel, like, "Mm, if it comes down to me or your dad, who are you going to choose? And that's, I don't think you should be asking that. Like, let's, let's see how it goes first and take it from there. Let's not project. Isabel is upset because Gabe hasn't planned his speech yet. And. Which. Is okay because I feel like it must be so hard. Like, let the man yes think and, about it for himself. Yes and no. How many ways are there to say it? Well, we eventually hear him say it, and I thought it was good. I thought it was. I thought it was. He like well said slowly too. leaned into that. I thought it was well said too. But yeah, Isabel's whole thing is you haven't thought of what you're going to say it. This is ridiculous. And Isabel's like, well, if you don't know what you're going to say, then I don't know what I'm going to say if my father doesn't accept you. This isn't love, okay? I I was so, I was rooting for the, this couple. I still am. The first five episodes. I still am. The past few episodes, I'm like, yeah, I don't feel so positive about you. Between the 
lack of trust, the you can't go to this bar. This is our bar. You don't don't go there. Between that and now, well, I don't, I don't know who I'm going to choose. That's not, there's not love here. There's not. There is love, but there it's might be broken. Like, it's broken. That's not love. If, if, you, if you're not going to choose a person, then you don't love the person, I don't think. You know how many couples are there like this? Who uh, at least, okay, you and I don't think it's love. They do. Oh, sure. They, they might think it's love. That's fine. I'm saying outside looking in. If dad doesn't accept, it's not like dad's right. And Isabel's going, well, my dad has a good point. Yeah. Dad's wrong if he doesn't accept a person he loved a minute before he yeah. found out the truth. So for Isabel to take the side of someone who is wrong in this argument over who sh- the person she supposedly loves, I would say that's not love. Well, we yes, we'll, we'll get there because it's day D. Excuse me? It's day D. What's day D? You don't say that uh, in know. America? Oh, D-Day. Yeah. Oh, D-Day. Day-D. D-Day. Do you strike <laughs> it and reverse it in Europe? Yeah. Huh. Day-D. Uh, you're talking about like the beach of Normandy. Like, oh, it's the day. What? Like today's uh, the day. It's D-Day. Okay, I'm talking. Day-D. Okay, I'm talking about. I'm saying day-D, like the, the letter D, like a dude. Okay. I thought you meant like the Normandy landings, like <laughs> D-Day. <laughs> What do they call him? D-Day. Yeah, John goes to France once. <laughs> I knew about it before France, but anyways, it's the day. Day D, D-Day. Sure. Are you saying D-Day like T-H-E? No, D is in day. D. <laughs> that's what I'm saying too. I just reversed it. I, I don't know why though. Because that's what we say in Europe. But what does that mean? It's today. I just think it's the is the grammar. It's day D? Yeah, day D. It's like today. Like go time? The, yeah. It's go time? Yeah. It's day D? Yeah. I don't like that one bit. It doesn't sound too good, but I'll, I'll roll with it. It's day D or D day, let as John say, says in just, America. Let me just say this. Uh, not a lot, but enough times on the podcast, mm-hmm. Teresa really commits to something. <laughs> <laughs> and then we finished recording it and either later that day or the next day, she's like, ah, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't right. What I said, it's a D-Day. I was thinking D-Day. I'll give you this. I've heard D-Day, of yeah. course, but in my head, fresh, fresh, straight out of check, Day-D just sounds a little better. But now when I'm saying it, maybe it doesn't. Definitely doesn't. I'm going to get you a shirt with the de- American Eagle because you're D. so like, oh. All right. English. Let's talk about horseback riding. Yeah. So many. Hello, sirs. Hello, so many sirs. So many sirs. Um, and they left the kids at home. They're going to go horseback riding. Then after the horseback riding, Gabe's going to share his secreto. And it's happening. They're riding some horses. Sit down for some coffee. I'm not coffee a, in America. I'm not, I'm not a cowboy, although I have ridden a horse or two. I feel like it's probably not good to ride a horse when you're like that nervous about something. Because I feel like the horses pick up on your energy. Oh, for sure. And if you're like real nervous and tense, the horses are going to freak out. That's possible. I feel like maybe when you are hungry, the horse feels it and gets hungry. Those horses were snackers. Yeah, snackers. Like my horse. Uh-huh, like Vegas. Like my mule. <laughs> um, so they finish riding. They sit down to eat. And here we go. Gabe says, I have something important to say. He takes a deep breath. And he goes, today's been a really good day, but I have something very important to tell you. And I don't want you to see me any different than you do now. I don't want to keep a secret or a lie. When I was born, I was born a woman and I've been a man for 10 years and I am trans. And that's what it earns. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Mm. How are you going to do that to us? I hope they'll take it well. I, yes, I, I obviously hope so. I mean, they can turn into sad now. I obviously hope so. Sadly. Sadly. But hopefully not. And I'm trying to think about Kenny and Armando when Armando's dad got the news that they were getting married. Yeah, he he eventually came around. I I think that might be the way it goes. I don't think, well, I hope so. But I'd be surprised if the dad was like, yeah, who cares? I think the dad's going to be shocked. Yeah, for sure. I and think, hopefully. Yeah. He goes, well, 
I love you for you and, and you're the same person that you were before yeah. you told me this. And sure. Fingers crossed. That would be beautiful. Fingers crossed. All right. Let's do it. Debbie and Usama. Debbie and Usama. It's they're, the morning after the fight. They're living in reality now. Yes. And Usama wants to talk. It's like, let, let's sit down and let's talk about last night. And Debbie is just like fanning herself with this peacock, with this peacock fan. Teresa's so jealous of that and fan. She, oh, totally. Big fan of that and fan. She's like, this is not my Usama. This is not what we decided. And here's the thing. You tell me how you feel. Usama says, that's, that's, that is a misunderstanding. I thought you're going to come for a few months at a time, take care of your business, we'll hang out, and then you'll go back to the U.S. and come again, get to meet my parents. We're going to take this slowly. Yeah. Deb understood, oh, I'm moving in. Like, I am moving. Yeah. Do you think Usama's lying or was there really a misunderstanding? I think... Debbie planned on going home. Planned? Oh. Yeah. I think no, she's no. going to go for a few months and go home. She didn't sell her house. No. She, she said she kept it for her children. Like, there was no finality in her trip. She no, didn't bring 11 suitcases been. like Danielle. No, but could have been. It could have been. But I, I do think it was a, a test this trip. I think it was, let's go again and think about it. This is not the first time she's been to Morocco. True. So Usama could very well think, oh, it's going to be the same thing it was last time. Yeah. When she came, we hung, she left. After watching the rest of the episode, I do believe that it was probably a misunderstanding. They just were on the same page. Maybe Debbie got too excited and was just like, I'm moving in yeah. there. And he didn't think so, but Basically, they said, Lon, let's forget about it. Let's move forward. We want to have a loving and peaceful relationship. So let's Usama go to the beach. loves that. Let's start the day off right and let's go to the beach. The ocean heals. And so, Deb loves it. Deb is like, like a child. She, she becomes childlike and even more so when she spots a camel. And I was like, oh my gosh, like he's gonna, Usama's gonna hate this. He's not gonna be happy. And he's loving it. He's there for her. <laughs> he's riding the camel with her. He's encouraging her yelling and screaming. And I was like, damn, like he probably does like her. I don't know on what yeah, level. No, he doesn't wanna rock the bank. Yeah, but you still like, when someone's embarrassed, you don't have to say you can tell. You kind of That's like, true. you get a little shy. No shy. He's sitting there, being there with Deb, loving it. I don't think it hurts that there's cameras. I Maybe. think that softens the blow of everything because people watching are like, oh, yeah, it's a show. They're yeah. putting on a show. But Debbie's like, camels, camels. I'm determined to ride a camel. <laughs> Today, I'm going to ride a camel. A camel. And she just is so excited about these camels. She rode the shit out of that camel, Teresa. Oh my gosh! And and I think it uh, bonded them. Usually, yeah. usually it's a different kind of humps that repairs Ooh. a relationship, but this bonded them. This brought them back together, and, the, and they're living in reality, happy now. She's like Usama. He's like a toothpick. <laughs> I was holding on to him. It's like oh, Dad. She's out of control. Out of control, but. They they talk after the camel, right? And Debbie's like, because Usama's saying that this is love. Like, I'm not, I'm so happy when you're happy. That's love. And Debbie's like, this is it. That's him. My <laughs> Usama. Oh, Deb. You're picking up what I'm saying now. Where oh, she Deb. talks to him like, oh, absolutely. like they're role playing. But I think that's, oh, I'm going to get some shit about it. Oh, but boy. it might be also a generational thing. No. No? We have parents her age. My parents are younger. My parents are older. And <laughs> they do not talk like that whatsoever. I wish they did and make Thanksgiving more interesting. Well, your dad makes Thanksgiving interesting that's very, already. That's very true. Your dad is too smart for us. Too smart for the table. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. That's that's definitely Sama. We got one more here. Yes, one more that's um an, an interesting turn of events because we see Rishi and Jen. Well, we see Jen packing because it's her last day on her visa. And so she's flying back to the USA. So Rishi shows up and says, I'm committed to making it work. We're going to talk every day. Why doesn't he go to the States? I don't know. Well, I don't think it's that easy to get the visa. Ah, it really isn't. If they're engaged, you get the fiance. The, the, that takes a while. They think take up to two years okay. to get the fiance. He could have gotten a tourist visa that might be faster and easier, but you could just visit. Well, that's what I'm saying. And I hope if it comes down to it, if it's another two years like it was last time, Rishi, get your ass on a plane and go see her in the States for a few Well, here's the thing. We all know that he's the breadwinner. He takes care of the family and the house. He cannot just leave. Eh, you could save up and, and I guess. take off. Maybe Jen can help well, out. Well, Jen is leaving for now and she's going to come back. She's going to apply for a new visa Yes. and come back. And hopefully he'll marry her when she's back. But first, he's got to repropose. Yeah. So right before she gets into a cap, he gets on one knee and reproposes with a new ring. And he makes a comment that hopefully you won't lose this one. Did she lose her old engagement ring? Because I know he proposed in person before. Right. Well, at least then there's a reason to re-propose because I don't understand the the Chris re-proposal. But here's what I don't understand about this. If you're going to make this grand gesture, Rishi, you're going to re-propose. How about you just go get married? Because then she can stay. Yeah. If you're doubling down on this proposal, you're not saying, you know what, we need to take things a little slower. We got to see if this is for real. If you propose once and then you're going to propose again, how about instead of two proposals, you just do one proposal, one wedding. Yeah, do it summit style. No no family members at the wedding. And then she can stay and that's the whole like then okay, you you have a week. Or yeah. you, or you could have proposed the the minute you heard that she had to go home and then plan your wedding, make it small, but then she can stay. You're making things more difficult on yourself. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, well, they say their goodbyes. She gets in the cab for six hours <laughs> to go back to the airport. That. Yeah. And here she is back in Oklahoma being picked up by her sister-in-law carrying boots because it's <laughs> snowy. Uh-huh. She's like, yeah, screwed up the visa. Yeah, she's like, I feel like an idiot, but... Tara was just like, shit happens. Like, I don't know if she's being understanding or if she's happy that Jen's at least not going through with this right now. I just feel like they all expected that something's going to go wrong. Maybe they didn't expect that something going wrong. Would be Jen's fault. Yeah, being her fault. But yeah. they all expected her home mm-hmm. at some point. So they talk about getting physical. And, and Jen said, well, I, I told Rishi I, I don't want to have sex anymore until we're married. So we just cuddled. Tell me what you heard. Because I'm pretty sure Tara said, did he ever get hard? Yeah. When Ooh, they cuddled. Tara putting the hoe in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. What are we doing here? Oh, yeah. Did Oklahoma. He ever get, did you get hard? Because your brother doesn't get hard when we cuddle. Maybe Rishi could help him out. Ew. Who Imagine if I question? talked to your sister about it. Who asks that question? No, it'd, it'd be your, my sister asking you. Oh, ew, Rachel. So it's, it's just such a weird question, Tara. Ew, Rachel. Such a weird question. I hope question. she listens. Oh, she's listening. Um, so she makes it home, flashes the ring immediately, and is basically like, don't talk shit. We're engaged. Yeah. And Fair warning. He's still my like, man. Mom is like, are you hungry? I'm preparing some cow meat. I'm like in India so they're like how did it go how did it go with the family and Jen says well I was introduced as a friend I found out they're trying to arrange a marriage for him and And her brother is like what the fuck what the fuck what's going on he like does not buy any of this no and he thinks oh the, the two times a proposal is a tactic Mm Hmm. 
I guess, I don't know. He to, said still think. Yeah, just trying to draw out, yeah. trying to draw this out. But for what? He's right. not trying to go to the U.S. He's not trying to go to the U.S. No. I don't think he's getting money no. from from Jen. No. So I don't know. There's there's no trust here for yeah. Rishi. But yeah, mom doesn't trust Rishi. Brother doesn't trust Rishi. Terry is just like, well, good thing he got hard. That's, yeah. that's, that's good. <laughs> that's a positive. And Things are looking up. Oh, but that's where it ends. And the previews look juicy because we'll find out that Rishi, oh, Rishi, he's the king of Instagram, just sending his nudes uh, yeah. all over the place. Yeah, not good. We'll see. Not good. So that's the episode, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you check out the Patreon. We said it at the top of the show, patreon.com slash married to reality. It's going to be a big month and big couple of months. Yes. Two times the fun. So check it out. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at married to reality pod. Mm-hmm. And make sure you're following the podcast. This one right here, right now. It's so easy to do. Look down, smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as the beautiful review from our friend, Balcony. No, Balcony. Oh, Balcony. I'm sorry. Balcony. You kept saying Balcony. Balcony, yes. thank you for the review. We love it and we appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. Wonderful review. All right. That is it. We've said it all? I think I've said it all. Have you said it all? Oh, boy. You said more than enough. More than enough. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.